You're listening to Dinner with Pop, which means for you, it's winning time. Just like the show on HBO. That's that's what they're talking about. It, it, listen to it. I've been using the League Pass on YouTube TV, and I don't know if you're like on it at the same time, but I don't know. I don't think it affects us in any no. way. I haven't noticed. I mean, I I know for for a fact actually that we were both watching the Spurs Kings game on Thursday. Oh right, You're I think at the same time on YouTube TV. On YouTube TV because yeah. I was trying to watch. I mean, getting we're getting into the meat already. <laughs> we're we're jumping ahead of the outline. This is the part where we're just supposed to banter. I always I can't fucking not get meta about the podcast. <laughs> You're like Abed and the deer. I have to tell the listener what's going on. It's just I'm so hyper conscious of doing a podcast when we podcast that I have to be like, hey, everyone, just so you know, you're listening to a podcast. No, Um, man, I'm I'm like actually filling you in on what's going on in my life. (laughs) And I'm just like, what up, listeners? You're listening to the latest episode of Dinner with Just super like, uh, like, yeah, I had lunch and you're like, amazing amazing what was that like <laughs> how did it taste when you had this lunch it's pretty good and that's our guest isaac Benavides, this episode. <laughs> isaac Benavides again <laughs> thank you for coming in we're gonna take a quick break but um after this we'll be back with isaac Benavides, and then it's like two minutes of like i don't know car ads because our podcast is doing so well and then it's like everyone we're back with isaac Benavides, who's New work of art is on display on Instagram accounts across the nation. Isaac Benavides, thank you again for being here. Tell us again, you had lunch, right? <laughs> yeah, so I walked in and it was uh, it was uh, the worst day of my life. So sorry to hear that. Um, in this scenario, I'm not even doing a podcast. I'm just like Terry Gross, I guess. <laughs> Terry gross uh we've really already derailed from absolutely but good news if you have the hack okay what isaac was getting at is on nba tv you can't watch two streams at the same time you can't share an nba tv account yes but if you have youtube tv and you get nba tv through youtube tv you can watch two things at the same time so just a hack for all you youtube nba tv havers um and i was just gonna mention that because i've been watching youtube tv i've been i've just found myself watching i watched the rockets play twice this week oh yeah um, you watched them twice more than i did this week they lost the first game but today like maybe like a couple hours ago they're playing against uh memphis i saw and they beat memphis who's they number did. two in the west yeah then like but it was like a really what happened did john morant have a hand tied behind his back or something uh, it seemed like everything was clicking for Houston. Like, uh, like Kevin Porter Jr. was doing well. Like Jalen Green was kind of making these like circus shots, and like Eric Gordon was out there being aggressive, like chucking the ball, like with like 24 seconds left to go on the clock when they're up by eight. <laughs> and uh, it was you love just, to see it. It was really because um, I saw them play. I think Utah, and they had lost to Utah. Like they were that kind sounds of, right. They were kind of getting like. Uh, in their own way, but like fouling unnecessarily and just kind of like not really like being like as defensive minded as they should be. But today it seemed like they really clicked and like Kevin Porter Jr. had like a little bit of like pep in his step, kind of like dancing after he'd make like a three pointer and like a clutch one. And I feel like this is just like real young team stuff. It's like they're either oh, for sure. 
all like all stumbling over themselves or it's just like you see these sparks where it's like oh this could be it yeah i mean we'll see what happens with this team but are, do, are, do you, you you've been watching more rockets right so you like trying to yeah does it excite you to like like kind of like see like a team at its infancy it is fun it does feel like it's nice to get on the ground floor with versus what i usually do is just like bandwagoning hardcore yeah like um, you can, I'm uh, a shameless bandwagoner. No, I think it's good, but uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's kind of cool to follow this like young team. I'm listening to like the announcers from Houston, and um, nowhere near as entertaining as Sean Elliott and Bill Lamb of the San Antonio Spurs broadcast. But you know. I, I I was and I was watching uh, Sean Elliott, Bill yeah. Lamb, is how he said. Yeah, and I was watching them. Uh, like I said on Thursday, watching that Kings game and trying to see that pop record happen i know we'll and, get we'll uh, get into it anyway i like the broadcast that's that's fun yeah i like those guys i like how they they were like joking about pop let's, let's just get it here i'll here here's what it is welcome to inner pop podcast where we two basketball fans learn everything we can about the past present and future of basketball in order to impress our dream dinner date food and wine connoisseur and five-time nba champ Coach Greg Popovich. I'm Reed O'Connor. This is my co-host, Isaac Benavides. Hello, Reed. Hello, Isaac. So, yeah, you're Isaac watching this game. Oh, go ahead. It's, it's, uh, oh, what's this? What's happening right now? It's a pop news alert. Pop um, news alert. Thank you. I have to do it by um, using mouth sounds because I still don't know how to edit a podcast. <laughs> Pop still one game away from tying the record. Yeah, I was trying to watch him. A, first things first, last week we were like, he's one game away from getting the record, which yeah. was kind of correct. He was mm. one game away from like tying yeah. the record for most wins by an NBA coach. So, but he needs two wins to actually like get the record. So, anyway, I was watching the Spurs game for that reason. Yeah. Can and I, it was just, oh, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say really quickly, uh, just like an update. Uh, I kept saying the word winningest as winningness, I think. Like winningness? I, yeah. I like N E S S? No, winning N E S T. Winningness. Oh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't catch that at all. You I could have just skated right by on that. Yeah, but I really thought about it. I was like, am I saying winningest or winningness? And so, but the word is winningest. Winning guest, yeah. It it's not a good word, I don't think. But, no, um, we should come up with a new one. Um, oh, w- w- winnerful. <laughs> that, that's Most a, winnerful. That, that's actually kind of better. Okay, uh, but but go ahead. Um, I don't remember what I was saying. Uh, they were oh they I think they made a crack. They were like, Pop would be grumpy if he knew we were talking about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which you know, if that's true, uh-huh. I'm not sure he's gonna love our podcast. But maybe that's huh. neither here nor there. Here's the thing. Pop mm-hmm. is going to be a good sport about it, you know? Like, he, like sure, he doesn't want to hear about it. But when he hears about it, it's like he's going to think he's going to hear about the pod. And he's going to just think like, um, oh, these two crazy kids. Yeah. Gotta love them. Those, those kids. 30-year-old children. <laughs> yeah. Sean Elliott and Bill on the broadcast. One of the recurring bits they do is that Sean Elliott, because Sean was like on the Spurs, he played for the 1999 team and won a championship with Tim. And 
David Robinson. So him and Tim Duncan and all the rest of the Spurs guys are really close. And Sean Elliott has told this, like, he's done this, like, thing where he'll, like, just announce on the broadcast that Tim, Timmy, like, texted him, calling him, like, names like Four Eyes and shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) And he just reads them on air. (laughs) That's pretty fun. Yeah. It's nice to have, like, that, like, like everybody misses Tim Duncan on the Spurs, but he's still just so around that, like, you'll just hear about him every once in a while. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Kind of makes me wish our our podcast was live and I could just be like, oh, my mom just texted me. Um, She says hi. (laughs) We don't don't do podcast meetings on the pod anymore, but uh, let's circle back on this. (laughs) Yeah, we can, you know. We'll have a live stream special or something. Uh, but Pop is still two wins away, and this team has like gone two in the hole now. Uh, I know. A- after coming back from like the rodeo, do you know about this thing, the rodeo road road I, trip? So I heard them talking about it. Does that mean like it's a Texas road trip? No, it's um, it's like it's like a stretch where the Spurs play on the road like eight games or something like that in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it is, but it's always like during that stretch. It's like the rodeo road trip. Like they're just like out there. And they have this every year? Yeah. They just have it okay. every year. And so it, it, it's like those games is specifically. It, hold on. Is it because there's a rodeo in San Antonio in the stadium or something? Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the actual origins of this. But this would be good to come back with information about this next time. Do you mind if I do a quick Google? No, go want, ahead. I want to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> oh, you don't want to wait. I love to like this. This is a podcast about learning. So that's true. Um, that should be when we make t-shirts again pod meeting on the pod <laughs> should say should this t-shirts. is a t-shirt about learning or something um rodeo road trip oh what does it mean the spurs annual rodeo road trip takes place every february as the san antonio stock show and rodeo takes over the at&t center hmm. just texas things folks Makes a lot of sense. That that makes a lot of sense. Um. Wow, I love that. Yeah, me too. It's very fun. The Houston rodeo is in like March, and uh, it takes place, or maybe it's like February, March. Um, it's in the Reliant. No, it's called NRG Stadium now. It's called it's in an NRG Stadium, uh, which is unoccupied because the Texans play in the fall. Huh. I don't know anything about Houston. I don't know anything about San Antonio. If I'm being honest. Dude, we should do a little um, Texas tour. That's a hard pass for me, dog. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Maybe by next episode, we'll, Pop will be there. At least tied it, I hope. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I was like watching, keeping my eye on the score. And I was like, damn, I wanted them to make this happen. But maybe we're jinxing it. Maybe we're forcing it too much. No, I think that team is forcing it, if I'm being honest. I've yeah, watched these like, fucking guys play. And it's just like, man, you really got to get some stops. DeJounte's like, well, we got to do it for Pop. Uh, yeah, I mean, they all want to, I'm sure. But uh, no one even talks about it. It's weird. It was nice to hear the broadcast talk about it. Because I was like, oh, we aren't the only people tracking this. Which makes sense. But Nah, nah. Every, I think everyone in San Antonio knows. Um, should we jump into our, our this week's special? I, I, I hope we do. <laughs> <laughs> this week's special. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about topic of the week. Or how do I phrase this? It's our main dish. I remember now. Ooh, main dish is good. Maybe we could change it. Yeah, it's the main dish. I always say it this way. 
and it's we pattern our podcast after a fancy dinner. And this week's special is the thing we're talking about the week this week. And this week we're talking about the Lakers because winning time started this week. A show with a really bad title that's about the Showtime Lakers in the 80s. It's a bad title because it's so close to Showtime, which is what obviously the show should be like called. But Showtime is probably... They don't want Showtime on an HBO show, I'm assuming. Right. So it was going to be called... The pilot was called Showtime. It's based on a book called Showtime. And like the script was called Showtime. But HBO bought it. And uh, Showtime is a competitor network. So they had to change the title. That's hilarious. It is very funny, actually. So now it's winning time, which I think is an objectively bad name for a show. You know, you know what they should have actually called it just to get rid of like the stink of this like Showtime competition? They should have called it uh, Lakers Shoe Time. <laughs> and every week it's just like one <laughs> shot, like maybe a solid minute of just like shoes. Yeah, they should have just called it Shoe Time and it just showed like shoes from like current day. I don't know why they didn't call it just like Lake Show or something. Yeah, they, don't want, they don't want the show anywhere. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Honestly, maybe that was it. Um, but anyway, we'll get to more about the show later in the wine cellar segment because the show deals with the past right now we just want to check in on the present day lakers in 2022 they are currently 28 and 35 ninth in the west just like a game or two ahead of the pelicans they've lost 10 of the last 14 games but they did yesterday saturday beat Mm. the warriors and lebron scored 56 that was a thriller. I did not watch. Did you watch the game? I did. I did watch this game because a few weeks ago, maybe it was like a month ago, when they started bringing the ABC shows on Saturday back, um, they had Lakers Warriors, and I was texting Catherine and you about it, where Clay was just like going, he like went on, he was on fire. He mm-hmm. was like shooting everything. And so I wanted to watch this game just because I wanted to watch it on Saturday because I love the Saturday games. And this Lakers team is so bad. That like I would have loved to see like Steph go off for like Steph 50. get fifty six yeah, yeah. and so I was really shocked to see like there was like a very like exciting game and I'll tell you that um, after this game because uh, I was watching it with Camille and she was she was saying we should go to a game soon because like things are kind of clearing up a little bit you don't have to wear your mask inside Staples anymore if you show oh, your, like, if she yeah. your vaccinations card and stuff. And so I was watching this game happen and I was telling her, I think I'm going to buy tickets to a Lakers game. And so the game's going, there's like, so like they cut to like, um, so I'll just explain to you like what happened from what I was watching. The game is super exciting. LeBron was going off. He had like three heat checks just shooting from wherever. They would cut to the crowd and in the front row is like John C. Riley wearing like a, like a, like a hat, just like kind of like just, Putting his fists in the air. Yeah. They kept showing Matthew Stafford, QB of the Los Angeles Rams, who we talked I did. about. I saw that. I saw a, pi- a picture of him. He had nice shoes on. Sitting next to John Mulaney. Oh, really? Yes. And they every time they kept showing Matthew Stafford, John Mulaney was just like right in frame. Weird. And like, did, did they ever talk about John Mulaney? No. Nobody knows John Mulaney. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> he's he, famous. He, he's just some white guy on the bench. As, I know, but he's hosted. He just hosted SNL again. He's like a tabloid star because of the whole thing with him. And, Olivia Munn and Olivia Munn. Uh, 
I don't know. He's worth talking about. There was a clip on Twitter that showed like uh, like LeBron saying to Matthew Stafford saying, I couldn't not perform with, with you in the front row. He could have easily just said to John Mulaney, hey, man, I wish you were in Space Jam. <laughs> hey, man, you want to be in Space Jam 3? <laughs> that didn't happen. So if LeBron doesn't acknowledge you, you're not famous. No. Okay, that's fair. Um, but, but yeah. Uh, so, oh, so anyway, like, so after this game happened, I told Camille, because the Lakers, like, got this 56-point 56, 56 performance from LeBron and, like, the team, anytime the Lakers win a game, it's the people, the fans are like, we're rolling now. This yeah. is going to be the turn. And so I I bought tickets to a Lakers game before they could bump the, the price again. Yes. Damn, so what game are you going to? I'm going to the, bury the lead here. I'm going to the game this Friday. I, I, oh, shit. Versus the Washington Wizards. Damn. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hell yeah. I got my tickets today. and uh, Where are you sitting? I'm sitting in, in the nosebleed section again. I Okay. It's... Here's my rule. Lakers mm-hmm. tickets, once in a while, I'll sit in the nosebleeds. But for Clippers tickets, I'm only sitting in premier seating. Yeah, the premier seats were nice. That, like, app service thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty That's good. That's honestly the whole reason to do it, I think. It's, like, get someone to, to bring you a big Modelo. And you have more leg room, honestly. I didn't really notice that much. But I, I do think the view is, like, significantly better. And oh anytime God. I can get someone to bring me a, a big Modelo... I'm down. Yeah. So we're going to a game soon. We should go to a game soon. Honestly. Absolutely. We, we should go to the, the Raptors game with Catherine. Catherine, sure. we're going. Lakers Raptors? <laughs> no, it it's Clippers Raptors. Oh, okay. Sure. So that's premier, dude. Hell yes. I'm going to say courtside. Dude. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's see if uh, Billy Crystal can give us his seats. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's get Billy Crystal on the pod. <laughs> Why? So you can uh, take a shot on his team? No, I was, uh, I'll be nice. I'll ask him about when Harry met Sally. Oh, nice. <laughs> special <laughs> special pod. Um, Billy Crystal's on. We don't talk about the Clippers at all. We only talk about when Harry met Sally. Yeah. And also all the times he hosted the Oscars. <laughs> I don't know anything about Billy Crystal now that I think about it. <laughs> and then at the end, and, and then we talk about Monsters, Inc. And then at the end, like the very end, we talk about Monsters University. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then off mic, we're like, Clippers, right? <laughs> but then when I'm saying bye, I'm like, see you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> when I hang up the call and I was like, dude, don't embarrass us. <laughs> um, anyway, back to the Lakers. Billy, if you're listening, come on the pod. Yeah, I don't know. Aside from that blockbuster win, uh, Russell Westbrook also scored 20 in that win. Yeah, he did. Uh, not bad, but otherwise, Frank Vogel is trying to maybe push. He like was quoted as saying that there have been talks about moving Westbrook to a bench role, and you know, the, the talks do not sound like they were productive. They're all it's like very vague terms, very like business like. He was just like just the same way the front office talks about all kinds of trades that don't happen. Yeah, we talk about all kinds of like strategic moves that we also don't do. The Woj broke this news like on TV, or I think like he like announced it on TV when they were just showing like uh, just B-roll of, like Russ. This Frank Vogel thing. Yeah, of him of them wanting to like demote him. Yeah, and um, 
it's really crazy because it seems like because uh, there have been only like reports going on about this Lakers team about like just Russ wanting to be traded. Are they going to the situation this summer is going to be that Russ wants out and they're going to find a new place for him to go? Um, it's just it's just like a really like sad situation that like he's come to this like home team and really like treated like shit. Yeah. So is the latest that he's going to get traded? The latest is that like um, they're going to look for uh, ways to split up in the offseason. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Because I do know that he's got the $47 million player option for next season. Mm. So, I mean, I imagine it's going to be hard for him to say no to $47 million. So, it might be like a renew the option and, and trade thing. But then that's like a $47 million pill that some other team has to swallow. Yeah, exactly. And so can I talk about just Russell Westbrook's gameplay as of late? By all means. It's so weird watching Russ play because he's usually the point guard and he handles all of like the defense. He handles all of like the uh the playmaking in the game. Mm-hmm. So like he's kind of like a he was like a facilitator in OKC where he would just like pass the ball and but now seeing him is like you watch him dribble up the court Everybody gets into positions and then he just like kind of like flings the ball at somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, something about just the way he throws the ball just looks so unnatural to me. Like he'll like just throw it to somebody and it looks like he's, it doesn't look like he's trying to be accurate with it, with it really. It just looks like he is throwing the ball. And then whenever he does get to the um, try to score, um, he's either trying to go for like a really contested layup. Or he does his uh, off the glass um, backboard shot, which, oh, right, right. which is truly at this point hit or miss. It's just weird. It is weird. It seems like I don't know. He's a very transparent player, sort of, and it feels like he's like obviously not happy with the situation in a way. Do you see the interview that he did where they no. asked him, they asked him about his like or his expectations to come into the Lakers? And he was like, I have none. I don't have any expectations. And the, mm-hmm. the, the journalist was like, you thought you, you didn't like think like you didn't have championship like aspirations or anything like that. And he was, uh, Russ got just really defensive and he was like, uh, what do you think I'm supposed to think about? What do you think my expectations were? He just kept like asking him that stuff. And it's like, I'm all for Russ, like saying whatever he wants, but. This whole thing about not having expectations going to the Lakers is really like yeah, that's, when you go to the Lakers, that's when you go to the Wizards. James. Yeah. Like have that mentality for like the Wizards because they're actually not doing anything. But when you go like sign up with like AD and LeBron and they just won a championship two years ago, of course, like your expectations are championship. Right. I mean, there's no way that they weren't. I don't know. It's a bummer all around. The Lakers are a bummer generally. And now they're going to like maybe be in the play-in oh yeah they're, they're gonna drag this out honestly um it's gonna you be- see that magic johnson called the westbrook trade like the worst trade the lakers have ever done <laughs> no i did not see that let me fact check myself on this before i before i start saying it but it's gonna be from uh at magic johnson's burner yeah it's gonna be from like <laughs> butthole sports or something Dude, don't get me started on butthole sports. <laughs> I work for them. Magic Johnson. Russell Westbrook trade could go down as worst in Lakers history if they don't make the playoffs. 
That's this is, you said this during the Lakers pregame show on Saturday. Mm. This is uh, on CBSSports.com. That's what I'm reading the headline from. Yeah, it's it, it's contingent on them not if he if they don't make the playoffs, then he thinks it's the worst trade in Lakers history. I think I think they're going to make the play in tournament. I think they're going to make the play in tournament. I think they're going to make the playoffs too. Yeah, I I I, I was not convinced before but I, I don't think that there's any way lebron is just isn't just gonna at least get there i don't know if i mean gonna, i think if he can go off for 56 in a, in the play-in game he'll be fine but yeah that's a lot i mean to ask of lebron james i mean and, this whole team is a lot to ask of lebron james yeah and this whole, and all this talk about uh russ turning it on like for the second half of the season i really just don't see it i don't think it's gonna happen i uh i think russ will be very good next season when he's not on this team but uh, until then, it's going to be, it's really not, it's, it's just not a good fit. It, it, it's really just, what it comes down to is it just, uh, Russ doesn't know how to play any other way. Yeah. It would be nice to see him succeed. I don't even think it's it a, it, It's just a bummer. I don't know. Yeah, it's a bummer for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, when the, when the Lakers are hot, Staples or Crypto.com Arena is really rocking. Yeah, is that what? what that's like, what, that's what it that's what it, that's what it looked like. That's why I bought tickets because I wanted to experience like uh, I, they I, they should beat the Wizards. Let's hope. Let's hope they go off against the Wizards. <laughs> I would love I would love to see this piece of shit team lose before my eyes in person. I mean, what what's the Wizards record? I feel like the Wizards aren't like they got Kuz coming back, so it might be like a revenge game factor. And they got KCP. Let's see the Wizards. They have like the same record as the Lakers. They're 29 yeah. and 34. They have a better record than the Lakers. Mm. We'll see, man. <laughs> I don't think LeBron's going to lay. I also, I hope LeBron plays. I know Russ is playing for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Chris Stapps went, had, had 25 today. Oh, he looks awful in his new uniform. I mean, I think Chris Stapps kind of just always looks awful. Mm. I think that's pretty here first. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, ugly. That's what we talk about on this pod. <laughs> it's a podcast about learning and, and bullying players we don't like. But really praising the hot ones. Yeah. The, the sexy players get a pass. That's why. So sad to see Russell Westbrook struggle. <laughs> it's true. You want to take a break? Oh, yeah. And we're back. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This next part of the podcast is called The Wine Cellars, where we get into the history of the topic at hand. So this week, we will be getting into the history of the Lakers, but it's through the lens of Winning Time, the new show on HBO that goes into uh, the Showtime Lakers of the 1980s. And uh, it's kind of like the era where Magic Johnson gets drafted. It's kind of the events of the first episode of the season. If you don't want spoilers... Uh, you can opt out now. We're going to talk about the first episode. There's not like a huge amount to spoil, but it's it's all like the history. We, we have to, we, yes. We also have to just legally say no, no spoil or spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about the show. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the first episode, but uh, I think it's worth watching. I think you could easily watch it after what we talk about and still enjoy it. But if you're like one, if you want to go in blind, just stop right here. We'll be we'll be here for you. If you got a good podcast app, it'll remember where you left off. 
It's true. It's true. It's 2022. <laughs> what do you think of the, of the show? First impressions were I was just excited. I'm all, I always just get excited to watch like basketball related things. And so like I wasn't really looking forward to this show really. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think I enjoyed it. Adam McKay has a very specific way of doing things. Right. He directed the pilot this first episode, which is called The Swan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to get these credits out of the way. It was written by Max Borenstein and Jim Hecht. Story by Max Borenstein and Jim Hecht. And then Teleplay was by Max Borenstein. Um, but yeah, Adam McKay directed it. Uh, go on. Sorry. Is he going to direct every episode? I don't think so. No. Uh, I, I'm not sure, though. But I don't think he directs every episode. Mm. It's, not like, uh, it's not like our boy Mike White who directed every episode of White Lotus. Yeah. And named the show after himself. That's true. This is called Adam McKay time. No, it was very Adam McKay. Like there's a lot of talking to the camera, especially in like the first half of the episode. And it was kind of annoying for me. It it was kind of annoying. It was kind of annoying, kind of like jarring just to even uh, like, because the first time it happens, like, because we open with like John C. Riley as Jerry Buss Mm -hmm. talking and then he like talks to the camera and it's, it's like fun for that first time because we're excited about this new show. But then like uh, it happened like immediately, like after like a couple more times. And I was really just uh, not like tired of it, but really just like, are we going to get this the whole show? And then we did. And by the end of it, I was like, that was fine. Yeah, I got, I got used to it. It also it feels like the second half of the episode like kind of settled into a groove where it was yeah. less of the less of the talking directly to the camera. And I did like that. Once it sort of settled down with it, it did feel like it was mostly like kind of um placing the pieces on the chessboard sort of being like this is who this person is and like allowing that character to kind of tell the audience directly. I, I don't know, it kind of got annoying to me but then once they got really into it and i like understood why they did it and also kind of it it was like they gave it to almost every character on the show was talking directly to camera it wasn't Mm. like just jerry bus or just magic johnson or something it was like it seems like almost every character had a moment where they said something to the camera yeah main character i was also like just like a little thrown off by the uh the actual like visual aspect of it, like the camera changes and it's very like grainy and like film look. And then sometimes it'll like actually show like a film strip effect. Yes. On the sides of the image, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's okay if you, if you don't agree, if you didn't like it, I I think like, uh, like that stuff was like, that stuff felt like kind of like Instagram filtery to me a little bit. Mm, yeah, I can see that. And um, also, I think it was like when it was got to like the handheld like video camera stuff that really was like, I don't know. I don't know how down I am to like watch this like three different textures of like film on screen or something. Yeah, it is It like it switches back and forth a lot. And sometimes it will just be like a close up of there was a close up when. Towards the end of the episode, Magic Johnson walks through the Lakers locker room and there's like a shot of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's like goggles. Yeah. And it just like switched briefly to the like film strip effect just to look <laughs> at the goggles. And I was like, what? what is this? 
What's going on here? Sometimes it felt like it was just, it felt like overdone a little bit sometimes. Like it was just like, okay, you're Adam McKay. Like you, if it's, it's obviously very stylized, but it's like, I think, uh, I think I get it, you know? Right. Yeah. Adam McKay does is very like meta as a filmmaker. This whole thing with like the Margot Robbie in the bathtub in the big short is the biggest one where she like explains all the financial stuff to Uh the camera. I've only uh, seen vice. Yeah. Vice has has a little bit of it. Yeah. But vice is vice has a whole scene that's like Shakespearean in style. Mm. Oh, that's right. Likes to to get real kooky with it. Yeah. I like that. uh, He was like a part of this though, because he clearly like loves basketball too. And he had like a really um, good podcast called death of the wing. And it was about just like players in the 1980s dying from like, just dying from like either like drug overdoses or just like different circumstances in the eighties. Oh, well. it, was, it was like a pretty like deep dive into it. And so I had that kind of like already in the back of my head about how he approaches the subject matter. Yeah. And so um, going into this, I, I don't know because it, it opens with like a disclaimer that was like, some of these things are, they're like fictionalized or yeah. you know, they're based on real events, but some things are kind of like dramatized for television or some characters are either invented or something like that. Yeah, it was just kind of like this isn't all exactly how it happened. It's not a documentary series. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't actually know because I, I, I don't know anything about the Lakers like history. For one thing, it, so the episode is like. Brief synopsis is about uh, Jerry Buss, who's played by John C. Riley, um, buying the Lakers for $67.5 million. Half of that's in like property assets and half of it's in cash. Uh, but I looked it up and that price was for the Lakers, the LA Kings, the hockey team, and for the Forum, the actual like building. That's for all those things. Yeah, it's for all those things. It wasn't like just for the Lakers. I feel like the show mm. like kind of you know, dramatizes it and makes it just the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. The show's like about the Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers but in yeah. the forum. The Lakers in the forum. But the Kings were there too. But I mean, I guess no one cares. No, I don't think so. Yeah. And, then, and it's also like kind of the two leads of the show. It's setting up the two leads to be Jerry Buss um, and then Magic Johnson, who's played by Quincy Isaiah. And I, I, I really liked him. I think he's like relatively new actor or at least i haven't seen him in a lot of things uh-huh. or i haven't seen him in anything except for this yeah, I haven't seen him in anything. and like faces uh bus wants to sign magic johnson with the lakers number one pick but he faces resistance from uh the previous owner cook who seems like a real asshole and uh norm nixon because magic johnson was point guard and norm nixon was the lakers point guard at the time and he didn't want magic johnson taking his uh, slot apparently mm-hmm. and norm nixon is played by devon nixon who's norm nixon's son wow is that wild I, yeah i didn't know that at all and so that it's like the ice cube and the yeah of compton do you think he had any idea that he was like i'm gonna be in fictionalized in this show one day about this history and my son's gonna play me so wild i mean i love that i love stuff like that really quickly about the cast uh-huh I was under the impression that Bo Burnham was straight up still Larry Bird. Right. I I looked that up while watching it because I remember that was like one of the early casting announcements. Yeah. Um, But no, I guess in August of last year, he left the project and they got this new guy playing Larry Bird who I I didn't write his name down. He's like barely in this episode. I think going forward as the season goes on, we're going to talk about the show more just just 
um, but like just not as much as we are today. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll talk about the guy playing Larry Bird eventually. We'll get his name out there on the podcast. Who looks uh, like Larry Bird? Yeah, it's a good casting. Yeah, it looks like him. Looks more like him than Bo Burnham <laughs> does. But I just yeah. I did want to see like Bo Burnham try and do of a course. dramatic role, and uh, I guess you know it's kind of dark comedy, but uh, I thought it'd be interesting. Yeah, there there are reports about this film about like, did you see this like drama stuff behind the scenes of Adam McKay like and like like trying to cast um, Jerry Buss as either Will Ferrell and John C. Riley? Yeah, I think it was. Is that what it was? It was like Will Ferrell was going to be Jerry Buss, and then or something. Yeah, and this like led to a split in John C. Riley and Will Ferrell's relationship. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like not talking anymore. They're like not friends. <laughs> wow. Like in Step Brothers and like several other projects together, and they were like friends, and now they're straight up not friends. Let me look this up because I can't remember what it was. It's so weird just knowing about this show. Like, it seems like the Lakers had their own really um, uh, storied past, and now the making of this show seems like a real like uh, like what I know so many of these details. Oh wait, here I fucked this up. So John C. Riley and, and Will Ferrell, I think, are still cool. It's Adam McKay and Will, and Will Ferrell, Ferrell. Who, who are like not friends because of this, because mm-hmm. Adam McKay didn't guess him in the show. Did he want to be Jerry Buss or did he just wanted to be on the show? He wanted to be Jerry Buss. Hmm. And I think John C. Riley like reached out and kind of, okay, so that's what it was. Will Ferrell wanted to be Jerry Buss, but Adam McKay made John C. Riley Jerry Buss. John C. Riley was like reached out to Will Ferrell and was like, hey man, I'm sorry, this is rough. This, is, this sucks that this happened. And they're like still friends, apparently. And Adam McKay, who like worked with Will Ferrell forever, forever had a production company with him, made Anchorman, um, like never kind of reached out to apologize. And I think it like that's what that was the drama there. But yeah, it does seem like there was like drama <laughs> making this show. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so crazy. I hope it was worth it. Let's get it like um, <laughs> losing time. The story of making winning time. And it's like. I don't know who who do we get to play Will Ferrell like <laughs> it's just another like <laughs> another layer of yeah, let's, Will Ferrell plays himself and like I don't know we'll we'll get there when we get there the way that this show portrayed the 80s was almost like really just like scary for me <laughs> I can't imagine like being like in Los Angeles as like a 20 year old um where like orgies were just probably like just happening all all over the place and like everyone's just doing coke and stuff and this show makes the 80s i mean i guess the 80s were 40 years ago but the way this show shoots the 80s it feels like it it's like the 100 years ago do you know what i mean like kind (laughs) of it's all just like the cars used to be square see every I mean, yeah, maybe it was like that because every every guy in this uh, show is like the most racist. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> the the guy, the cook character who's like the former owner of the Lakers says some like not subtle kind of racist stuff towards uh, Magic Johnson and his dad. Oh, yeah. And then Donald Sterling is a character who briefly shows up. <laughs> And like feels up Magic Johnson's arms like great specimen or something. Yeah. <laughs> Donald like, Sterling, who was also a piece of shit. 
and forced to sell the Clippers by the NBA <laughs> because he got caught saying the N word a bunch. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, I, watching the show, I, I kept thinking, like, I wish I got to know the actual history of the Lakers, but I don't know if I'm going to get it here. I think I feel like I'm just going into the, like this, like, re, like watching like a fictionalized version of the whole thing, and because I, I I can't uh, it, it, I can't wrap my head around Jer- Jerry West being a real guy who's like in a pissy mood all the time. Yeah, Jerry West is just mad all the time. He's played by um, what's that guy's name? He's in a bunch of stuff. Um, he was in he was in the Terminator. Uh, yeah, Jason Clark. Hmm. And he's just fucking mad all the time. He breaks a golf club over his leg, and I was like, "Is that possible?" He has that's like, like that's a piece of metal. He has long hair, and like he, he takes every opportunity to like shake his head, just like really angrily, just to be pissed off. Waving his head around, he's like drunk all the time. He's like kind of like grimacing at all times. He's like, yeah. It's a. It's, I'm excited to see the rest of the season. I'm like, it seems. I don't know. The first episode was a lot, but I think once I get on the show's level, I'm going to enjoy, you know, checking in and every, yeah. every week. I'm like, I'm curious to see what like the basketball is going to look like. There are like flashes of basketball games in this. I don't know if it's always going to be like that, but like <laughs> there are like flashes of the NCAA championship between, um, was it Michigan state and Indiana when it was Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, you know, half second shots of them playing basketball against each other. And then there are flashes of Jerry West playing against the Celtics in the finals mm-hmm. six years in a row and losing. So there was some like I feel like there was yeah. learning things from the show. You know, I don't know if I knew. I think maybe we've talked about Jerry West before, but um, we, we talked about Jerry West when they talked about him becoming the first finals MVP when they lost. Yes. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually um, we actually know some of this stuff already. I know, and I was surprising. That was the other thing is like through the podcast, I feel like there's a lot that I've learned that uh, you know I was surprised. I was like, oh, I already knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. Did you um, at any moment think that Magic went back to college? I thought I don't know. I like didn't think he did, but I was like, that's so weird. Like. He ends up on the Lakers. Do the Lakers get the first pick again the next year or <laughs> yeah. something? There is a thing. Yeah, there's a moment where um, Magic Johnson, was he play one-on-one against uh, um, Norm Nixon? Norm Nixon. Yeah. Loses, and Norm's like, go back to college. And he like considers it for he's like sad in his hotel room for a little bit. Yeah. And he goes to tell Jerry Buss he's going to like go back to college. This is kind of the climax of the episode. And then... Jerry Buss is like, oh, let me walk you out. And he like takes him through the forum and he's like, oh, I got lost. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, oh, fucking, I know exactly the moment that's going to happen. And then uh, Magic Johnson walks out onto the forum court and it's like, oh, I have to play in these bright lights. And, you know, yeah. So he decides not to go back to college. But there was I was like, oh, wow. Did he really do that? Did he go back to Michigan State like this is what I'm saying is that like I I don't know anything about this Lakers history that so I'm going to believe everything that's happening on screen and right that like he did actually consider that at some point yeah who knows Man, um, someone knows <laughs> someone knows maybe we should read the book that this is based on it's based on a book oh is it really yeah the book is called Showtime um and it is by 
Let me see. Let me see. Let me Will Ferrell. <laughs> and that is also why Will Ferrell's pissed. <laughs> by Jeff Perlman. Hmm. So might be worth reading. It's very funny seeing all the stuff on there. There was there was a Spurs sighting in the opening. Oh yeah, I missed it. There was it was a, a video clip of like uh, a cast or like an actor portraying George Gervin doing a finger roll. He was wearing the oh, old nice. San Antonio jersey. Nice. I I threw up my hook'em horns in the air for no reason. <laughs> Let's go, <laughs> George Gervin. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to like see these cameos and small roles of people we know about like NBA history and players and stuff. Is Adrian Brody still playing Pat Riley? Yes. Okay. Adrian Brody's still Pat Riley. Um, I think most of the cast is still as it was. It's um, the big change with Bob Burnham. It's not Larry Bird anymore. Hmm. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Michael Chiklis is Red Auerbach. <laughs> <laughs> how long? How, how many episodes is this going to be? Ten. Ten. So we're going mm-hmm. to get ten weeks of this. This is going to be like uh, Last Dance territory. Yeah, it's going to go into May eighth. Jesus. So we're going to be in the playoffs talking about this. Oh man, we'll be talking about the the only Lakers team that that'll exist at that point is the nineteen eighty eight Lakers. <laughs> Test. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we're gonna do just a short segment on the show every week, just kind of like quick thoughts and like what happened in the episode. And uh, yeah, yeah, we have no we have no hot takes or anything. I, I don't have any hot takes about it or anything like that. It's just a, yeah, I mean, I think I think we said our takes. We thought Adam McKay was a little too flashy with the direction. It was a little much, I guess. And uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. I like the actor playing Magic a lot. I think he's good. Yeah, I like him. And he kind of looks like Magic, too. For sure. And he's like kind of, I don't know if he's doing a voice or whatever, but to me, he like sounds like him. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, John C. Riley is John C. Riley. <laughs> <It's so laughs> John, John C. Riley is John C. Riley. I don't think he's a bad actor, but he is. There are actors who like don't melt away into their roles. And he's no, just like that guy is that guy is Steve Rule, And he's also Talladega Nights guy. He's, he's just the same guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Step Brothers, it's all there. I yeah, it's very funny. Steve Rule is maybe his biggest like transformation as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him making faces. Yeah, and, and like using like a dopey voice. Yeah. Really quickly, just before we we cut this off though, um that opening. Wow, powerful stuff. The do you mean the like theme song? moment or the like cold open of the show the cold open yeah the cold open is magic in a doctor's office in 1991 and it's like what's he doing there mm. um i hope we, fi- I hope, we I hope we find out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think he's getting diagnosed with agent whoa hey, hey, hey which we also talked about yes um I just want to say when when the scene came up where he was saying goodbye to Cookie, his longtime wife. Oh, is that Cookie? Yeah, he, I think it is. Okay. See, I uh, was just like, oh, maybe he meets Cookie later. <laughs> well, because he calls her Cookie. Oh, I missed it. Oh uh, well, I was like, you deserve better, Cookie. <laughs> he's gonna cheat on you. <laughs> he's gonna get HIV. Yeah, it's true. So, but. 
Cookie's a good one. I hope, you know, maybe there's a flash forward or maybe there's a season two or something and we get um, the origin story behind Magic Johnson's tweets. (laughs) (laughs) The Lakers had a great one today. LeBron scored 56 points and really led the charge to a powerful win. Um, The No Dunks people looked into that and they found out like what the deal was about that stuff. No way. What's the deal? Magic tells like an assistant like his thoughts and the assistant tweets him. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Do, Do you think it's like a text or do you think it's just like. It might be a text, honestly. Or do you think it's like an offhanded thing where like Magic Johnson is just like, hey, they really played well today. And like, so it's like more, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. more natural sounding than and then they really played well today becomes the Los Angeles Lakers really played well today. You, you know, know I, I, I want to believe that like Magic is still writing them because it's such a very specific way to speak where it's just like the Los Angeles Lakers of Los Angeles have scored 136 points today and they only won by seven. Yes, it's so just like, here are the facts that you could look at by looking at the box score. Yeah, magical tweet stuff. Like, uh, in order to win the game, you have to score more points. <laughs> I want him to be do like tweet recaps of winning time. You're like, oh, just yeah. watch winning time. It was about me getting drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Jerry Buss it, really was a fantastic man. It was about me. Urban Magic Johnson. <laughs> and it's true. My mom did not like that. My nickname was Magic. Yeah, this is very funny. I, I haven't seen any like um, any tweets or stuff about this. Was it on just HBO Max? Uh, I think it's uh, maybe that's that's like if you have like regular HBO with your cable, maybe it didn't air yet. Mm. I think we we kind of got into it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it aired at East Coast. I have no idea. It was just available, and we had a podcast to record, so we got into it. Oh, yeah. I'm excited Uh, to go on this journey for the next nine weeks. Me too, and you know I love having a segment. So anytime we can add a segment, I say, let's do it. Hell yeah. Speaking of, this next segment is called Taking a Break. We'll (laughs) be right back. And we're back. This next part of the podcast is called Dessert. A little confectionary conjecture. We're looking at the future of the NBA. This is stuff that has not happened yet. But it could. Maybe. Who knows? Isaac. I understand you have a question for me. I do. So just going based off of the uh, winning time episode one show we find out at the very end that magic johnson does uh get drafted by the los angeles lakers and he's paid a contract i think it's five hundred thousand. yes the context clues they give us is that he was asking for six hundred thousand, and that larry bird just signed for like six hundred thousand, and then they uh, say kareem was making 650 okay fifty thousand dollars yeah and so then the they say that he signs uh just shy underneath Larry Bird's numbers, and so I was thinking about like uh, Larry or Magic Johnson making six hundred thousand dollars. I imagine that's for the year. Yeah, uh, and then um, I thought about Russell Westbrook, who is making 
who everybody knows what he's making these days, and he's making forty-four million a year. Yeah, which is not player option forty-seven million next year, which is bananas money. But my question for you is: Do you think with Russell Westbrook's current game play and his performance, do you think? The L.A. Lakers fans would accept him if the Lakers only paid him six hundred thousand dollars a year. Yes. <laughs> Do you think they would they would like stand for like all the missed bank shots and? Absolutely. And here <laughs> is a major reason why um, that is below the league minimum <laughs> of like eight hundred fifty something thousand dollars a year. So I think you know it kind of stands in that like Lakers fan mindset of just like. We got away with it because we're the Lakers, baby. The Lakers get to do what they want. So they're like, we can pay Russell Westbrook dog shit. And uh, so he can play like dog shit. It doesn't matter. They'd probably still be mad that he's starting. But uh, I think <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, well, he's a real bargain. So Yeah, would they be okay with him starting like at that like rate? I don't know. At that point, I think it's just like, who is this guy? <laughs> Yeah, it's like we can't keep we can't keep letting this bum just like on the on the starting lineup. He's not even he doesn't <laughs> why is he starting? He's not <laughs> he doesn't even, even make a million dollars a year. Yeah, I know. He doesn't even make the minimum. Some of these guys like on that Lakers team are like making like a million dollars though, like like Carmelo Anthony and stuff like that. Is he really that little? I think so. I think it's like a lot of these, like Dwight Howard's making like a million dollars. A lot of these vets. DJ Augustine, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. DJ Augustine. Lakers going to turn things around. I saw a great TikTok from Kofi that about how <laughs> they're like, don't worry, Lakers. The season's going to turn around. DJ Augustine's here. <laughs> DJ Augustine is like 36 years old or something like that. He's older. Um, they said, I think the TNT guy said that they got older because they got, they traded DeAndre Jordan. The average got, like the average age of the team got older. Yeah. Oh my God. The Lakers, this Lakers team is such, it is, I don't know, not to, I mean, I guess it's all part of the same podcast episode, so it's fine that we talk about the same thing the whole time, but. Like, it's wild to see the Lakers be, I don't know, winning time's whole thing is that the Lakers weren't like the Lakers. It wasn't like a big deal that they were the Lakers until Magic. And now they are a big deal. It's just like weird to watch this like decaying organization sort of, or maybe decaying or who knows. I mean, they'll be back. The Lakers will find a way to like scratch their way into relevancy again hey let me ask you something did they release this series because the lakers were so irrelevant in actual nba that they needed to bring them back on top somehow like make a show totally about their history damn got him actually that i wonder how this show is received like i we live in la yeah um i work in entertainment it's like we're around it a lot mm-hmm. it's very like normal to me i wonder how it feels like i don't know even Celtics, Knicks fans, like big market teams that aren't LA who are like, now Lakers got a TV show about them. You know, like I wonder what the reaction <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, like, maybe. Even like, uh, or like Houston, you name it. Like the small market teams are going to be like, uh, whatever. But like, I feel like. I'm sure even Boston is like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. LA baby. 
That's why I bought tickets, though, because I want to be a part of that party. <laughs> part of the this historic franchise. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm going to see Russell Westbrook and LeBron James and and uh, Carmelo Anthony on the same team, and I'll be so fine. Wild. Maybe I maybe I should, we should go to another game. Yeah, uh, before the end of the season, because I do. I think I do want to see this. You know what? I don't want this to happen. But if they if it like it gets to the end of the season and it looks like they might like miss the play in or something. Yeah. You know those tickets are gonna be cheap. <laughs> Do you think? Don't you think? If they're gonna miss the play in, like the last game of the regular season, everyone's gonna be like, fuck this. Oh, yeah. If yeah, if if they're not making the play in tournament. Like if it, it's obvious they won't make the play in by the last game of the season, that those are gonna be like bargain basement tickets. Yeah, and we we probably won't see like LeBron James or anything. I don't like think that's gonna happen. Yeah, to be clear, I think they're gonna like at least. I mean, knock on wood. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I think at that point you would be seeing like Austin Reeves starting and like Taylor Horton Tucker and and just like cars on fire on the streets <laughs> of Los Angeles. Everyone just pissed, and then just like the the three Clippers fans, including me, saying Clippers run L.A. and. It's you, Billy Crystal, and uh, who? Um, Carl Tart. Carl Tart. Yeah, every UCB comedian. <laughs> yes. And um, J- and Jerry West. Is Jerry West a Clippers guy now? Yeah, he works for the Clippers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I wonder if he still is angry. They, he like sent out some, uh, he like gave an interview saying that like the Lakers just like revoked his like season or something they revoked something like his like seat at the staple center and it really pissed him off or something like he's like on bad terms with like the lakers that is wild how can you do that too i mean i guess he works for a different organization but if he took you to six finals in a row got like an yeah. mvp coached the team disrespectful extremely disrespectful <laughs> Man, we got to get, I hope winning time goes on long enough that we get the show about this current Lakers organization. We, we just have to watch like the Spectrum News Channel because like the Spectrum Channel will have like the, um, like they're like, what is it, Spectrum dot, like Spectrum Net Network or whatever the fuck it is, like the Basement. Lakers specific. Oh, that's mm-hmm. also in beer and they were just like showing like the Lakers like channel and just a bunch of just like nothing. <laughs> I will not be subscribed to Spectrum. So I guess maybe we'll hit up salsa and beer and just watch it. It's like just like Nas showing up at like the training facilities and he's just like shaking hands with everybody. And it's like, man, this team is so fucking wack. It's a it's a weird team. It's like deeply weird. And I hope this show gets into it. Yeah. I also hope we get like, I don't know, Michael B. Jordan as I don't know, whoever he wants to play in season ten. That's LeBron. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been Dinner with Pop. Please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choosing. Shout out to Baxter Holmes, writer of the ESPN article, Michelin Restaurants and Fabulous Wines, inside the secret team dinners that have built the Spurs dynasty. And just like Jerry West, please recommend us to your five angriest (laughs) friends. Maybe this podcast, they can put it on. When they're in a real heat and it can help help them chill out a little bit, help them find some some level energy. Last call, Isaac. Anything else you want to say?
Uh, no, but in the words of um, in the words of John C. Riley as Jerry Buzz, I'm John C. Riley. <laughs> he did say that. It's weird that he said that in the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.